This is your captain speaking. I'm Kenny. And I'm Jacob. We got a boatload of topics to discuss today. We're going to start with discussing the uh, state of the Dallas Cowboys. Was Jimmy G a one year wonder? The Raiders topped the Chiefs. Do the Chiefs have anything to worry about? We saw some rookie wide receivers ball out. The uh, Washington football team might have a QB controversy. We're going to preview some Monday and Tuesday night games. And we're going to look back at Sunday's top performers and really what teams are great and what teams are in trouble. We saw Dak go down with a gruesome injury there. Where do the Cowboys go from here? Well, Andy Dalton is a serviceable backup for them. He came back, led them to win the game. It was pretty obvious they strayed away from the pass game and they leaned a lot on Zeke until that last drive where Dalton hit Gallup for two big completions. I think that they can still win this division with how weak the NFC East really is, and I don't know that, other than Philadelphia, that Washington and the Giants will still give them issues. But at the same time, Dalton's not Dak, and I think this offense could look very different from week to week, whereas with Dak, you were getting kind of the same thing every single game. Would you say the Cowboys were right in not signing Dak long-term? No. I think that Dak has more than proven himself capable of getting that money, and I think that people will see in these next couple weeks how different Dallas looks. I think they could win some games, but also if you look at their schedule, I don't think it's going to be telling to what Dalton is bringing compared to what Dak brought because like, if you look at their upcoming schedule, they have Arizona, Washington, and then Philadelphia these next three weeks. Arizona's defense is decent, but it's not going to like... And they just lost Chandler Jones for the season. Yeah, so I don't know that that game's going to really tell us much because I think Dallas could get down pretty early in that game with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins along with like Christian Kirk on the other side of the ball and their offense being so good. So that could really be a game that you see if Dalton is capable of filling into Dak's role of even keeping Dallas in games because... Dallas really hasn't been able to run the ball with Zeke much, and the only reason they really could at the end of that game yesterday, or like when Dalton came in, was because they had the lead when Dalton came into the game, and they didn't lose the lead until late, and Dalton did start kind of launching it there at the end, and he was pretty impressive that last drive, but he also had a fumble and almost had a pick six on back-to-back drives after he came in. I don't know if that's just like kind of some nerves when he comes back in, hasn't played in a while with no preseason, but I just feel like people will see why the Cowboys probably should have paid Dak in these next couple weeks. Do you think they will pay Dak when he comes back? I think it's going to take a lot for Dak to earn his money. Everybody recovers from those types of injuries different. Some quarterbacks, they will come back and they can be the same player, but There's others who are never the same player, so it really just depends on, like, what he comes in as next offseason. And if, like, it's going to be difficult to really justify franchise tagging him another year. But if Dalton doesn't perform well, I don't think they'll take a quarterback in the first round. And I wouldn't be surprised if Dak is willing to sign a shorter-term deal to kind of prove himself again with the Cowboys before he asks for that money again. Yeah, like you said, everybody recovers from those injuries differently. We saw LaShawn McCoy in high school had 
similar type injury. And he did come back to have the NFL career that we saw he had. And we saw Gordon Hayward in basketball have that same type of injury. Very gross also. But he came back this year. Wasn't his old self, though. I wouldn't be shocked to see Dallas looking at the Washington situation this year, too. Because Alex Smith was a great quarterback that year that he went down. He was having a very good year. He was really good with the Chiefs, really good with the 49ers. And I can honestly, Dak is a pretty similar quarterback to Alex Smith in a lot of ways. Like, he's never really been, like, a top five quarterback. But he's also been good enough to get his team to the playoffs. And really, if you look back at the playoff games in Dak's career, the two that he has lost, his defense has let up more than 30 points. So Dak is capable of leading his team to playoff wins, I think. I think it's more just... He needs the right people around him, and every quarterback needs that. There's a very few amount of quarterbacks. Like, even the year that Russell Wilson won the Super Bowl, he had a very elite defense with the Legion of Boom. And he was a young quarterback, and he hasn't gotten back there. And if you think about it, he hasn't had near the same defense really since 2016. So the same criticisms that are on Dak can be brought upon a lot of people because his teams have let up more than 30 points in his playoff losses, especially if you go back to his rookie year and go back. Dak was really good in that game against the Packers, but at the end of the day, the Cowboys' defense let him down again. And same thing with the Rams. They let C.J. Anderson, out of all people, run wild on him in that leading the Rams to the Super Bowl. He had Todd Gurley's talent that game, though. That's true. I mean, Todd's arthritis flared up. But I think... Dak is a, is more than capable of leading Dallas. I wouldn't say necessarily to a Super Bowl right now. but Yeah, I, their offensive line and defense are not good yeah, enough they're, to win a they're, Super Bowl. They're, he has the weapons around him, and he's producing with those weapons. Like, three straight weeks of over 400 yards. His defense is not coming up the way it needs to. If Dallas had a halfway average defense this year, I think their only loss would... I, th- I don't know that they would have beaten Cleveland because Cleveland was really good in that game. But they probably shouldn't have won the Atlanta game, but they did, and that's with a below-average defense. And that Seahawks game, I think with a decent defense, they win that game and week one against the Rams. Like, the Rams really controlled that game because they were able to hold the ball for the majority of the game. And I just think with a decent defense, Dak would would have probably been 3 or 4 and 1 right now. Maybe at worst 2 and 2, but he's still producing and I think any quarterback that is producing in that way and keeping you in games should probably get paid. Where do you think the Cowboys go this year? I've seen rumors that they might trade for a quarterback this year like they did in 2015 when Romo went down, traded for Matt Castle for that year. Go out and get Sam Darnold or Dwayne Haskins or someone? I don't think that they'll do that, especially not a young quarterback like you just named. I think it all depends on where they're at in a couple of weeks. If they're still leading the division, but Dalton isn't getting it done the way he needs to, and it's more just because he has his weapons, but they're still winning games, I wouldn't be shocked to see them go get someone like Marcus Mariota. I think he'd be a really good fit in that system. I think he's a very similar quarterback to Dak, and I think Derek Carr 
has kind of proven himself right now. I think he's really proven that the Raiders, like, he's the Raiders guy. And I wouldn't be shocked to see them go after somebody. But that's only if they think they can make the playoffs. And if they think that they could have a shot in the playoffs. Which, the only way that's going to happen is if they improve that defense. The offense, no matter who's at quarterback, I don't think the offense is going to be the issue right now. Jimmy Garoppolo struggles this week. He threw for 77 yards. He was 7 for 17. No touchdowns, two interceptions. C.J. Beathard comes in in the second half to relieve him. Is Jimmy G a one-year wonder? I think so. I think last year he was carried a lot by his defense and his run game. And I think that now that his defense is kind of depleted, and the defense can't really keep them in games as much. Like, this Dolphins team just put up 43 points on them. And, yes, that's partially, that's not Jimmy G's fault. You can't blame that on Jimmy G. But for those two picks, had a horrible horrible QBR. It's kind of telling me, because their run game wasn't really bad this game either. Raheem Mostert was averaging almost nine yards a carry. Jeff Wilson Jr. averaged on only four carries. He still averaged almost seven yards a carry. And Jimmy G really, when he was in there, did not look right, I guess, is how I would put it. Can you blame that on the injury he had? Most quarterbacks, when they come back from that ankle injury, they'll start overthrowing players, and his two interceptions were on balls that were overthrown to his receivers. But I feel like if you're going to play, in a sense, that if you're saying you're healthy enough to play, as an NFL quarterback, you should be making those throws. And to put that team, put your team in that situation, if he wasn't able to make those throws, A, the Niners wouldn't have let him play. Like, they would have seen at practice that he wasn't making those throws in the practices. I just feel like the fact that CJ came in with the same offense, and his stats weren't amazing by any means, but they were still better. And they he didn't lose a fumble, too. Yeah. And their offensive line isn't great. They they were struggling this game. But it kind of brings me to last week's game against the Eagles, who I would say the Eagles are I – I don't know if I want to say they're on par with the Dolphins at this point in the season, but I feel like they're pretty close to the Dolphins in the sense of they have a solid defense. They've had some bad matchups outside of the Bengals game that the Eagles look terrible in. Like this last week against Pittsburgh, it's kind of telling me that they were so much closer in that Sunday night football game against the Eagles without Jimmy G in, but they still had all their offensive weapons over when Jimmy G came back. And they lost 43-17 to against this Dolphins team, who, yes, they're 1-3. They're They've lost to some good teams. But at the same time, they've... they've proven they're vulnerable to a lot of things especially that defense and looking back at Jimmy G's career Jimmy G was carried really in the NFC playoffs last year let like Mostert ran for over 200 yards at four touchdowns in the NFC championship game that took them to the Super Bowl and then when they got to the Super Bowl when Jimmy needed to make the throws he again had overthrowing problems and he's continued to have those problems. He had them before and after the Super Bowl. 
but last year it was covered up by the fact that his defense was able to help him out and his running game was so good that I think just really Jimmy, I'm not going to say he was overrated, but I just think that he's not as good as his record last year would suggest. Where do you say the Niners go from here? Do they consider trading for a quarterback? I think you got to let – they just – they paid Jimmy a couple of years ago, and they paid him a lot. And I feel like this year they kind of have an excuse with no Bosa, no Solomon Thomas. Uh, defensively, they're just not the same team. And Jimmy did get hurt in – was it week two? And – I just think that this this Niners team isn't the same team as last year. But if Jimmy continues this type of play when he has all his weapons, I feel like then they might look at moving on to finding a quarterback that... Because I think this Niners offense needs more firepower, honestly. But I think he has good weapons with Kittle, with Mostert. I think Debo's a good receiver. I think Ayuk's going to be a good receiver. That I just think that they have tried to set him up for success. And if the running game isn't going, I think he just needs to prove that he can. We had a big upset in the AFC West this week. Raiders top Chiefs, 40-32. to 32. Should, be, should we be worried about this Chiefs loss? No, I don't think so. I think the, uh, I mean, the Raiders kind of played out of their mind. I personally think that Derek Carr had a career game. 347 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Yeah. And it's not to say that I we shouldn't expect that from the Raiders because I personally think we probably should. But they're going to be a solid team. They're probably a playoff team. And I think it's good for the Chiefs to take a loss to me because it feels like last week watching them play the Patriots, the Patriots didn't have Cam. And it still seemed like they were sticking in that game. And... It seemed as though the or the Chiefs' offense wasn't that great, so I think this could be a good wake-up call almost for them. That they really need to step up their game to keep being that elite team that they are, because they are an elite team, and nothing's gonna change that. Like they have Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, their defense. They did get lit up in this game, but I think they will turn it around next week and. Find a way to get a win. Would you say the Chiefs fall under the other undefeated teams in the power rankings after this loss? I think they could fall beneath the Packers, depending on what the Bills do on Tuesday night. Or Titans, I guess. You wouldn't say the Seahawks? No. Seahawks didn't show a lot to me last night. I think that... That was a pretty gritty win. It was a pretty gritty win, but like the Vikings only win is to an L one win Texan team. Vikings Congrats to the Texans. Yes, they earned that win. Yes, they did. But I mean, go look back at the Vikings schedule. They really haven't played that great of teams and they're still not winning. And the Seahawks were at home. It was bad conditions, but they still got down early and first half their offense was really bad, as the way I'll put it. And that game just wasn't the standard that I would hold a Super Bowl team to. Because I think a lot of other teams, 
if the Seahawks play, like, say one of the top teams in the league, I think they're blown out in that game, the way they came out. And even the third quarter, they weren't very good. It wasn't until about the fourth quarter that the Seahawks really turned it on and said, okay, we should probably win this game. That 94-yard drive by Russell Wilson and the Seahawks offense, though. It was very impressive, but go back, look at what the Vikings have let up this year defensively, and it'll probably change your mind on that. The Vikings' defense has not been good, and I just really feel like the Seahawks, especially defensively, need to step it up if they want to win a Super Bowl this year. And that's why I wouldn't put the Chiefs under them, because the Chiefs did lose a game, but... Chiefs have a really good win against the Ravens. That was very impressive to me. and Because I still think the Ravens are an elite team. They haven't looked amazing, but their defense has been really good this year. They looked very good against Cincinnati yeah. last week. Yeah. And I just think that the Seahawks have struggled against teams that aren't necessarily great football teams. And I think that they're really going to need to figure it out as the games get tougher. Like, they're in the NFC West. They're going to have some tough games coming up against the Cardinals, against the Rams, and against the 49ers. That's arguably one of the best divisions in football. And I think they're going to be able to prove themselves, but right now I still got the Chiefs over them. So going back to Raiders-Chiefs, are the Raiders legit contenders this year? And is Derek Carr the man for the future? I don't know that the Raiders are Super Bowl contenders, I think they're definitely playoff contenders. I think they're going to get second in the division. But I still think they're a couple pieces away from being Super Bowl contenders. But I do think Derek Carr is their guy for where they want to go. I think they're going to have a really good offense with Josh Jacobs, Henry Ruggs, and Derek Carr. I just think that they are a couple pieces away, but quarterback isn't that piece they need to look for at this point. What pieces would you say they need? I think defensively they can get better. Um, I think their corners... They did draft Damon Arnett this past year from Ohio State. He could end up being really good for them, and I think he will be really good for them. Along with Jonathan Abrams at safety. Took him a couple years ago from Mississippi State. I think those are two really good people to build off of. I do think taking Cleveland Farrell... Last year, with the fourth pick, was a really big mistake by them. I think there was a lot of better pieces they could have taken. But they're getting there defensively. I think offensively, they're there. Because they can they can kill you with the run or the pass. But I think defensively, they still have a lot to get together before I can really consider them full-on Super Bowl contenders. So Derek Carr is 29 years old. Do the Raiders consider doing what the Packers did this year and draft a quarterback to groom him a little bit under Derek Carr within the next couple of years? Not right now. I mean, you have to remember, they have Marcus Mariota sitting behind Derek Carr. And Mariota isn't going to want to wait out Derek Carr. But Mariota's only 25 right now. And Derek Carr, 29 isn't too old for a quarterback. There's other positions that it is pretty old for, but quarterback isn't one of them. And I think Derek Carr, if he continues this level of play, I think he could still have four to good, five good years in him. And I think by the time Carr's career is over, I don't know 
that they're gonna necessarily want to find someone for him to groom because I feel like at that point it could be like they're looking to rebuild when Carr's career is coming to an end and if that end is with the Raiders. So you mentioned rugs earlier. Two catches for 118 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, I think he's really a good example of what rookie receivers are really like expected to do at this point. Like re- rookie receivers at this point, it seems like they're expected to come in and produce. And Rugs, he was hurt for two to three weeks, and he so he wasn't really able to produce. But comes back, has this game. And it was only two catches, but they were two very important catches, including that really impressive helmet catch. And I think that he's going to be a really good receiver for them in the future and a really big piece for them going forward. It wasn't always that way, though. Um, Rookie receivers used to be groomed a lot and then put into play. Would you say it's leaning towards rookie production straight out of the draft now? Yeah, and I think all you have to do is look at the first rounders this year. Outside of Jalen Rager, you have Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, Justin Jefferson, and Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk, with Debo Samuel when he went down, Ayuk missed like the first two weeks and then came in and he's been really good. He jumped over it, dude. Yeah, he did jump over it, dude. And, uh, Going, looking back at those other receivers, Ruggs obviously had a huge week this week, 118 yards for the touchdown. Judy, I mean, that Thursday night game, freaking Mossa, dude. Like, he was very impressive, and he's been very impressive with his route running, his skills, and he, with Sutton going down, he looks like their number one wide receiver right now. And then CD, obviously CD is getting consistent touches, consistent targets every week. He hasn't had a week with less than six targets, and... He's leading the team in yards, receiving yards right now, even with Coop and Gallup there. So I really think this trend of receivers expected to get drafted and come in and produce right away is a really big trend right now. Yeah, we saw Metcalf, A.J. Brown, and Marquise Brown all get drafted in the first round last year and come in and produce immediately. Is that a trend we should expect going forward with Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle next year? Uh, yeah, because, listen, Chase didn't play this year. He opted out because of COVID and the concerns, and he just wants to get ready for the draft. But watching Waddle right now, the Alabama has three very, very good wide receivers right now, and Waddle is still being the standout guy. And think about last year, they had Ruggs there. So, they have some really talented receivers. And I think Ruggs coming in and doing what he's done should just prove that you can expect that out of a Bamba wide receiver from now on. Like, look back at Coop, look back at Julio and Ridley, all Bamba wide receivers. And they've been really good when they came into the league. And this year, looking at Jamar Chase, who won the Belitnikoff Award over Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, last year. He was at school with Justin Jefferson, and he was arguably a better receiver than Jefferson during the season with Joe Burrow. So 
I think next year you should expect the same with these rookie wide receivers, and I think they're going to be producers. Would you say Ruggs should have been the first wide receiver drafted? Uh, Talent-wise, yes and no. I think that... So Ruggs, CD, and Judy. If I were to rank those three as far as just straight-up talent, I think CD was the most talented receiver in the league. Or, in the draft. But I think where Judy and Ruggs went were better fits for them. Like, I think CD got put in the perfect situation in Dallas for him to develop. And I think the same thing for Ruggs and for Judy, because I think all three of them are going to develop differently. And overall, I think it's going to work out good for all the teams that drafted those top three wide receivers. But... Personally, I think CD is the most talented out of those three, but I think they're all in their right situations for them to be successful. Would you say the Eagles messed up taking Jalen Rieger over those other receivers? With Jefferson still on the board, with Ayuk still on the board, with T. Higgins still on the board, I would say yes, because right now the Eagles... If you look at what they need, and I think it showed this past week with Travis Fulgham, he's a really big physical guy. And he was a fifth-round pick last year, but he had a very, very good week. He looked like he had a lot of promise. It seems as though they need that physical, talented receiver. And I think that Justin Jefferson and T. Higgins are those guys that you would want in that situation. And I think... Taking Rager when you already had Deshaun Jackson and Greg Ward Jr., who are two smaller guys but are really fast and get down the field, I think you should want that physical receiver over that speed guy right now if you're in the Eagles' spot. Who would you say will end up as a top rookie wide receiver? i say right now it's looking like C.D., just because CD's leading in yards, and he was leading in touchdowns until Chase Claypool went off with four touchdowns last week. But Judy and Ruggs could both kind of shoot up there, along with Jefferson. Because Jefferson had that seven-catch, 175-yard performance, so can clearly see him getting up there statistics-wise. But I think as far as impact, CD Lamb has really been the best rookie wide receiver to this point what do you think about these receivers long term i think that a lot of them will be able to maintain where they're going i think that justin jefferson is going to fill that stefan Diggs role in minnesota really well and i think that overall the still the top receiver in this class i think talent wise it'll be cd and i think that as far as just his impact throughout his career I think CD will be the top receiver in this class. I disagree. I think Jerry Judy will end up as a top wide receiver in this class. And it's not due to talent alone. I just think this Denver up-and-coming offense will put him in a position where he'll be able to flourish. I think that if CD has McCarthy throughout his career, 
and Dallas likes to do that. They like to keep their coaches long-term. I think that as long as McCarthy is the coach there, I think CD is going to get all of his targets. And I personally think that the Broncos coaching staff, I think they're really good for a defensive coaching staff, but for all the weapons that they have, and they have had the last two years really, I think that they could have been a lot better offensively, and they weren't. Because if you look last year, they did have Joe Flacco at quarterback. But the year before, Flacco had worse weapons in Baltimore. And he went down to a minor injury, and eventually Lamar ended up taking his job, Lamar's rookie year. But Joe Flacco has proven with the right play calling, right weapons, that he can be a good, serviceable quarterback. And I think last year... I just don't think the play calling is was good last year. I don't know that it's been that great this year either. So I guess we'll just have to see. I think coaching depends on who could end up being the best at the end of their career. So switching gears here, we've got some quarterback controversy for the 1-4 and four Washington football team. We saw Kyle Allen take the starting role and then go down. Alex Smith makes his comeback. Was he all that much better than Haskins or Kyle Allen? No, not at all. It's a good feel-good story to see Smith come in and play after what happened to him. But I think as soon as it was confirmed that Kyle Allen could come back into the game, he should have. Because Allen led them on their only touchdown scoring drive. And after that, their offense was really like stagnant and... It was not moving the ball at all when Smith came in. And in much less time, Allen had more yards, did have that rushing touchdown. I just think Allen looked a lot better with that offense. And Haskins, I think a lot of the stuff that's been going on with Haskins, he really hasn't gotten that great of an opportunity overall. And... I think by the end of the year, he will be the starter again, but that's more just because they're not going to be a great team and they're going to try to develop him. But I think with the right play calling, Haskins can be a really good quarterback because I think Ron Rivera's system kind of requires a more of a mobile quarterback, but I think that Haskins is a really good pocket passer. So I think they need to form their system more around him than he should have to go through Rivera. Michael Thomas being held out tonight because he punched his teammate in the face for calling him Little Slant Boy in practice. How does this affect tonight's game? Not having Michael Thomas is obviously huge. We've seen that the past couple weeks with their offense. I just think it's a really good opportunity for Alvin Kamara, Emmanuel Sanders, but I also think it's a great opportunity for the Chargers to knock off the Saints and get back in that division race and wildcard race. Two and three at this point in the season looks a lot better than one and four. So I just think that this is the Chargers' opportunity to really take and try to get that win. Is Josh Allen for real, and can he win MVP? Yeah, I think that Allen is really capable, and I think he can keep up this good play. He's already done it against a couple good teams in the Raiders and the Rams, and I think he'll continue to do it these next couple weeks and tonight's game will be or tomorrow night's game sorry will be a really good like inspection of where he's at 
as far as top quarterbacks in the league. But who will the Titans have, and how does the COVID break affect the team? Well, the Titans on the receiving core are going to be missing Corey Davis and Adam Humphreys. So that really just opens up the door for A.J. Brown and Jonu Smith to really come in and take over because they're going to have to. So I just would say look for those two guys to really have some breakout games because if not, I think the Bills could beat them pretty bad. And Derrick Henry really needs to step up his game. Oh, yeah. Looking back to Sunday's games, who were your most impressive teams? Um, I think Raiders obviously knocking out the Chiefs, but I actually have to say the Browns were really impressive to me. I think the Colts, since that week one slip-up, have been a really good team. And they did lose to the Jags week one, but they've also they beat the Bears. who The Bears just beat the 49ers. Uh, I think that the Browns have looked really good since that week one loss. They're, what are they, 4-1 and one right now. So, and the win against the Cowboys was really impressive to me. And I think they're kind of bringing back OBJ into the form he should be, along with Jarvis Landry. And I think Baker is playing with a lot more confidence. So I think they've been a really impressive team to me. All right. My most impressive team for this week has been the Dolphins. They knocked off the Niners with all their weapons. Even though the 49ers didn't play great, this is still a very good win for them, and I think they could make a wild card push. What teams would you say are in trouble right now? I think the 49ers are in trouble with the display they put on this week. They lost to that Dolphins team who isn't great, but they're also better than people expect. I, I think the, the Dolphins are a lot better than what people are giving them credit for kind of sucks because we're not going to get to see Tua probably at all this year if the Dolphins are playing like this. But my team, I think the Vikings are in big trouble, personally. Like, I don't necessarily, when you look at that roster, I don't know what they're missing. I think that that game last night against the Seahawks was very easy to close out and they couldn't. They had a 14-0 lead. And they really choked it. So I personally think that the Vikings now 1-4 and four, when they probably should be 2-3 and three at the least. I think that the Vikings are in pretty big trouble here. So who's your top performer for this week? Derek Carr played great, but I'm going to go with Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Teddy had almost 300 yards passing in the first half. This... Panthers team who probably shouldn't be winning with a new head coach, new coaching staff, no CMC. They drafted seven defensive players in the offseason. They probably shouldn't be winning these games right now, and they shouldn't be tied for first in their division, but Teddy has them there, and they're looking really impressive right now, and I think Teddy might be the answer for them at quarterback if he keeps playing like this. I think Derek Carr had a stellar week this week. He brought the, brought the Raiders to beat the defending champions and the Chiefs, and he played close to Mahomes' level that game. Wednesday we'll go over the Monday and Tuesday night games as well as predict the Thursday night game for this week. 
Captain Kenny is going to be uh, steering this cruise out of here. So have a great rest of your day, guys. And uh, we'll see you on Wednesday.